Good afternoon, beautiful people. I'm keeping all my content free of charge so there's complete transparency so everyone can get the benefit of all the information. This is a completely independent podcast, but any monetary support is greatly appreciated. Click the support this podcast link at the end of the episode description for more details. Now back to the show. Good morning, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Kiko's Freethinkers Forum. This is episode 25, and I'm joined by three guests, Curtis, Osi, and Athena, and they're members of the People's Party of Texas, and we're going to learn so much more about the People's Party of Texas today. Uh, I have so many questions just with the title, and I've seen People's Parties pop up all over the country, and I want to see what um, these three people are talking about uh, to educate my audience. And um, hopefully we can get a better understanding of the positions of the People's Party of Texas and the history, how it was created. But before we even get started with that, I want to say welcome to the show and thanks for accepting the invitation. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for inviting us. Yeah. We're excited to have the opportunity to talk with like minds. Yeah, yes, super. for sure. But but Kinko's Free Thinkers Forum has no issue talking with differing minds as well. Mm-hmm. No, like minds yeah. <laughs> makes good conversations too. Um, yeah. And let's see where we are as far as ideology and um, and even your upbringing. I'm curious to hear each person's upbringing, starting with Curtis, and then we can kind of go into Osa and Athena. What got you um, into politics growing up as a person and mm-hmm. just where you're from? Uh, sure, I give my 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 story in a nutshell. Um, grew up uh, middle class in suburban Texas. Um, I'm 42 now, so I was born in, in 1980. Um, you know, most most of my childhood was spent in a very conservative household. Uh, grew up in in a church environment. Um, so I, you know, just culturally, I considered myself a Republican for most of my early childhood, just because that's what my family. I didn't know any better, you know. Um, as I became a young adult, um, when I joined the military, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 20, um, and then I called myself a libertarian for a lot of my 20s. Um, could I, at the time, could I really have told you what that means? Uh, probably not. It was mostly just kind of regurgitating things that I had heard and that maybe sound cool. Um, you know, freedom. Yeah, I'm all about freedom, no matter what, no matter who gets hurt, right? Uh, that was kind of my attitude. Um, it was really in my 30s especially after being sent to Iraq twice, um, where um, I started to question things and realize that, you know, all these all these things that I had been told about the world just weren't true. Um, so, yeah, that that led me over a long journey. Uh, I really didn't start becoming politically active and probably until about um, four or five years ago. Um, and through that journey led me to where I am now with the People's Party of Texas. And as far as my political ideology from when I was in my 20s to now, it's probably about as opposite as you can get. Um, I don't know if, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, can, we can talk about that, uh, about what that are, but yeah. But that's great. I mean, we've already uh, seen just in your um, introduction, just quite a few transformations and, and that's good. Um, I think just some, um, I've had audience members reach out to me and say how they've just transformed within the last few years and just kind of question mm-hmm. things a little bit more question yeah. you know what they knew growing up as a person and everything else um Osi? uh yeah so i am 
I'm a first generation American. I was raised by uh, Nigerian immigrants. I was raised in Texas, you know, I grew up in the 90s. We were, you know, middle class, lower middle class suburb. Um, I, you know, we were always nominally Democrats my whole life. I just, you know, I assumed that I was a Democrat, but I wasn't political um, until, you know, you get into college. And then even in college, I, I I was more issue based and less like party based or anything like that. You know, I did some work with Athena on like reproductive justice or like uh, criminal and drug reform things like that. Um, like like you know college work, but like uh, after I guess it was really when um, Bernie ran, and I guess that was 2016. The first time Bernie ran, I was like politically activated. And I liked, I liked a lot of the stuff that he was saying. Um, it made a lot of sense to me. It's uh, just, yeah, in, 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 in a lot of different ways at the time. Um, and then I saw what I, what the DNC did to him, uh, at least what it looked like to me. And that sort of uh, disillusioned me with the idea of being a Democrat, um, especially like running Hillary Clinton, like where I was at that time. You know, Hillary Clinton represented, you know, everything bad with the federal government. And so, like, the fact that people were shaming me for not, like, loving her when it's, like, have you seen her history, um, sort of, like, opened my eyes to, like, uh, this is just tribalism. This, is, this, isn't, this isn't anything uh, deeper about, like, you know, helping people or making this a better place to live or anything like that, um, making the world better, anything like that. It's just tribalism, money, popularity contests, things like that. So that sort of disillusioned me at that time with like two party politics. Um, and from 2016, um, I, and I was so, I was so, I don't know what the word would be. I don't want to keep using disillusioned, but like, <laughs> like bamboozled, whatever. That is like, that what the D stands for in Democrat disillusioned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That I I kind of like just went on a political journey for like years. I I went to the right. I went to the left. I I looked. I I just I didn't really know. I still wouldn't know what to call myself. Um, and so that's that's kind of where I am now. Um, I was, um, you know, right right now I'm just like I am against like uh, uh, abuses of power, pretty much from the federal government and whatever form it takes. Um, and so yeah, I, I I found the People's Party. Um, again, they were saying things that appealed to me, and um, Athena was deeper in it than I was at the time, and so like. She was telling me some good things and I ended up joining and then, you know, we'll get into it. But like, yeah, now we're we're here with the People's Party of Texas. That's like quick elevator story. Yeah. <laughs> Athena? My let's see, my dad is uh, an, a, Me a Mexican immigrant that was adopted by an American woman. My mom is a Texican, like a hardcore Texas American. I don't know. Um, so they had very differing, you know, ideas of the way we would be raised, but the thing that they agreed was like, they're liberals, you know? Um, and so that definition growing up was so like in Fort Worth is more conservative town. So that definition was very loose 
and like they not to out them but this isn't a secret but they like voted for the bush senior and they like got into fights with my hippie family that were like oh my god you're not liberal at all you're voting for a warmonger and, and this was like so long ago and i remember being like trying to be like against them and i was like well i'm for gore obviously just to be you know whatever and i didn't even know Nader. i don't know i'm just so like sad at myself i'm like oh i could have known so much so sooner whatever um but that was like you know i feel like one of the initial times i really remember the like bush gore election in elementary school for some reason so i think it's just my parents like putting us in the pot like we're always watching politics always watching news um and then i think i actually got like more knowledgeable in college when we were doing the reproductive justice stuff and um like we created this pro-choice aggies organization which is that this school that's notoriously pro-life that created the 40 days of life campaign uh that exists now where during lent they protest outside of every abortion clinic for 40 days because that's the best way to use your time mm -hmm. um <laughs> but yeah so like seeing that and but then also going to a really conservative school and then seeing that it wasn't as simple as these people hate these like there are those you know extremists that hate anybody that goes to Planned Parenthood but then there are just people that don't have an opinion one way or the other maybe they're a hardcore conservative but then they need birth control or they whatever so it opened my eyes more to like things were not as cut and dry I, I had a really good friend that was in the like Democrats and I saw how it was just like pledged to the Democrats. It was not about any of the issues. It was not about any of the people. It was like just pledge. And it's like, this is another yeah. monarchy. Just now we're pledging to uh, these people. So yeah, then eventually like the Bernie stuff happened and I was like, I'm never being a Democrat again in 2016. And then 2020 happened. I was like, I have to, I have to vote for Bernie. Waste, <laughs> what a waste. It's like as soon as we voted, I, or was it like before we even got to vote, he had dropped out. Like I think it was like right after we voted. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. So yeah, then I I was like, nope, I'm not giving my money. I'm not donating. I'm not if there's one person on a local level, okay, that I can believe in that, but I'm not gonna do anything for that system because I am perpetuating it. Mm -hmm. And so seeing this, like OC said, like Curtis said, there's this group of people that are saying things that I agree with. And it's not even like, oh, I want abortion and I want healthcare. It's like, I want a voice in my government. I want to hear what my neighbor has to say. We maybe know better what our community wants. So then meeting these people, I've, I've, I've joked, but I mean it. I felt like I found my new religion just because I felt you find other people that are ready to commit to hearing other people, even if they disagree and to working with them. And I've never seen it better than like what we've been doing. And we're still, you know, growing a lot, but I feel there's so much potential because all of us are really, really open to healing with, you know, people that we're not supposed to talk to anymore or whatever. Like we want to do something. So yeah, I have, I've gotten hope again from this, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've, um, it's interesting what you said, Athena, because in on this forum, we've done 
over 20 episodes now, and we've had some people on that are still searching themselves politically and everything, um, still learning about the issues, what their philosophies are individually. And um, there are so many people who left that Bernie movement and they felt burned by, you know, the Sanders campaign and everybody else involved. And then, you know, I even not have, so I have a lot of Trump people come in, you know, they felt like they were wrong this last time around. And mm -hmm. I, I see a lot of people kind of trying to search and figure out like, is this the right thing for me to keep perpetuating this two party system, mm -hmm. this one party system, or do I need to actually look into what I believe in and, and just kind of talk to different types of people and figure out things like what can we work on together mm -hmm. as people instead of all the fighting and the, you know, the money influences in politics, like you said before, um, it's just a tribe aspect, really. Um, you're supporting a party and not really like principles at that mm. point. And um, I was curious, yeah. how, what would you say the composition of the People's Party of Texas um, entails? Are these just former people with the Bernie campaign? Are these libertarians, greens? Are these just all types of people, conservatives? What would you say is the makeup of your party and who founded the People's Party in Texas? Um, as, as far as who – so a lot of us were involved with a – a lot of us had met. So I met Athena through another organization, um, the Movement for a People's Party. Um, there was a lot of a lot of disillusionment with that as well, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't what we had thought it was going to be. I think a lot of us felt kind of bamboozled by the whole thing. Um, so when they came, you know, when that imploded um, here in Texas, you know, there was should we just quit, um, move on, find something else? And I think we got to talking, and we had already started doing great things. We had already started organizing and reaching out to people in our communities and we said why stop it why 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 should we let um the failure of this organization keep us from from doing the work that we want to keep pursuing and that's what we just decided let's just you know we'll just start our own um and yeah that's that's where we are now that was about two years ago uh, when we started that journey um and we're still here so which i think is a is a testament to all of our uh of our passion about it the fact that we're still here um as hard as it's been i was gonna say as far as the makeup i don't know what would you say i would say it's it's really you wouldn't expect it's not just like ex-democrats it's um i, I think it's people who are um uh, I think it's a lot of people who otherwise would have exited the system and that mm. like myself and Curtis like I mean it's like there's so many people that don't participate anymore and mm -hmm. this is the alternative yeah you know we I remember like I can't remember when it was whatever it's always the the douchebag or the shit sandwich or whatever that's oh, running yeah, yeah <laughs> so like, I'm every time and I remember people tell me I remember like since I could ever vote, it was like, well, if you are so upset about it, how about you make an alternative? And so it's like, okay, you know what? I am, we are, <laughs> yeah. there yeah. has to be something. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I, I really was attracted to like MPP and then People's Party of Texas because I, I decided that I was done with uh, Democrats and Republicans and Libertarians and Greens weren't that, you know, they weren't that great either. And I, I, yeah, I just want, I want something that people can actually feel represents them. Yeah. Okay. I know we mentioned movement for people's party a few times. There have been references. I don't want to go into, um, it doesn't have, we don't have to go too much into like the controversies and stuff, but I think it's important to understand 
Um, there is confusion, I think, because when mm -hmm. I see some of these things popping up, um, the movement for people's party, they have a different logo than you all, obviously. You guys have a completely different, you have like a rose, is that a rose? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yellow rose of Texas, yeah. And, um, but you see people's party of Georgia, all this stuff popping up, if you type it, type it in on yeah. Google, and obviously those people aren't associated with the people's party of Texas, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's referring to the people's party, like this movement for people's party. Yeah. Right. There, you know, there are a few. So, yeah, when MPP sort of really like got, yeah, let's say implode. A lot of people left, and a lot of these. We're not the only group, though. We weren't. We aren't in like super close contact with other groups. There are other groups in other states who are trying to do the same thing with varying levels of success. Um, without the support, of without, MPP as but well. yeah, like, yeah. but we are all, as far as us and as far as like a handful of those groups, um, we are completely separate from MPP. We have nothing, mm. we have nothing at all to do with them. We are not at all affiliated with them. Um, yeah, so, uh, so that's that's a little annoying, but I, I, I yeah, I would also say that the the biggest to keep it as like, you know, broad as possible. The biggest difference is that MPP is a top-down organization mm -hmm. and all of these other organizations are grassroots bottom-up. And awesome. that's okay. a huge difference in ideology. Like if you're, if you want a top-down, you're never gonna agree with somebody who wants <laughs> bottom-up. Like they're never gonna agree. Like, so that that's, I would say the biggest difference. <laughs> um, delineating the two yeah. yeah we people's party of texas practices real real democracy which i i would argue that we might be the only political organization in the state of texas that practices real democracy um we organize by consent everything we decide is by consent um and that's i i think we want to set that example for other organizations yes um i actually wanted to get into that i'm glad that you brought that up uh the only reason why i brought the previous question up is because um, I don't care about the People's Party either, the movement for a People's Party. I could care less about those people. I think there's too many egos and personalities in it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think it's just, it's basically been hijacked by a bunch of people who want to just strong arm all these um, issues. Like I've seen it all over the place. It's just a drama show already. Yeah. It's kind of mm -hmm. like with the Andrew Yang Ford Party. Mm -hmm. I see that yeah. top down as well. Um, I don't see any sort of ideology that's um, binding. I don't see any kind of an end game. But yeah. you all actually have terms like sociocracy, which I'm going to talk to you all about, like, what is sociocracy? And you all have bylaws that I think are really important. But um, I brought that question up because it said on your site that in response to the movement of People's Party, you started the People's Party of Texas. And so that's the reason why I asked that question before. Yeah. But um, kind of piggybacking off of Curtis's um, comment, what are... Um, who decided that that was um, going to be kind of the the legislation going forward with the People's Party of Texas? Um, what do you mean when you say that everything is based on consent? Like, can you go into that for me, please? When we come together to make decisions, we um, we have to agree that that it's really as simple as that. There's a difference in the way we're often taught 
um, to participate in an organization's uh, tradition, just based on our culture, right, is uh, we go in and we want to, we're taught to try to exert our will uh, on everyone else. It, I want to push my way. Um, I, we have a different approach. We invite people in um, or people ask to come in and it's how do we all come together to agree? Um, and that's sociocracy is just a tool that helps us kind of come to agreement on things. Um, a lot of it's just talking. Um, there doesn't have to be a, you know, a formal structure for making decisions when we're just friends talking. Um, and that's, to me, that's what democracy is. Uh, you know, if we can all come together in a meeting and say, hey, how do we want to move forward with a financial decision or a, or a decision on policy or something like, or with our bylaws or something like that, um, yeah, there's no need to add a, a, a bureaucratic rigor to that process if we can all just come together, talk, um, think about what we what we all want um, out of this, and then and then come to an agreement. So a lot of these tools that we talk about, sociocracy and consent, are just tools that that enable us, facilitate us to be able to do that um, amongst ourselves. And we're still learning, by the way. It's it's a different way of thinking. Um, it's new to a lot of people. So you know, new people coming in sometimes have you know have a hard time wrapping their heads around it. I do myself sometimes. Um, but it's something that we're all like committed to. So I don't want to get too caught up in the naming, but I think it's cool when I heard sociocracy, because mm -hmm. the first thing I thought, I'm not even going to lie, you know, being a Spanish speaker, I thought mm -hmm. socio, like, because in Puerto Rico, they use so socio for like a friend, mm -hmm. like a, it's a pal. And then I thought it was socialism. And mm -hmm. I was, is, is that where that comes from? Um, is it, is it socialistic in nature as far as the idea behind it? Um, mutual aid, I see a lot of um, emphasis on mutual aid and, um, yeah. and mutualism and community building. I, I, I think of it as more anarchistic, to be honest. I, I consider myself an anarchist um, as far as my political philosophy goes. If you look at, if you go to like sociocracyforall.org, uh, the website that kind of lays out the sociocracy process, a lot of it's based on just basic, what's called like horizontal decision making. Um, if you look at like Occupy Wall Street, uh, what mm -hmm. happened um, in New York, a lot of those principles were sociocratic, um, which is, you can call it whatever it, you can just call it democracy if you want, because that's all it's people coming together to make decisions and to govern themselves. Um, yeah. Um, I had a question for Osi and Athena about, um, the, you know, there's always issues when it comes to um, new political parties forming and just them having expansion of visibility and, and just growing a base really, you know, just spreading the roots out more. Um, what is the process into creating a political party from scratch? Like, how is that? How hard is that? And what initiatives have been taken um, to actually run people uh, with the People's Party of Texas in the future? Man, well, Texas doesn't make it easy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it comes to, like, forming a political party, um, there was, like, well, we we sociocratically decided you know what type of how what what is it called like five two so like what are those called like uh, non-profit yeah, yeah non-profit non irs designation so it's like you know it's when you don't have like financial backers to just like handle buy, hire lawyers to do all this stuff we all had to become like mini experts on like 
nonprofits and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, we sociocratically decided, uh, you know, what kind of nonprofit we want to be to like best uh, accomplish the goals that we want to set for ourselves. Um, and you know, we decided we filed. We 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 just opened a bank account. Um, you know, as far as growing the party, um, you know, I think a lot of that. You know, you mentioned mutual aid, community building. Um, I think, first of all, those are things that I think political parties should be doing, um, should be a lot more uh, community, like, especially with the money that they bring in, if they are saying that they're representing these people, that they should be with these people, um, helping them and, and making the community a thriving place to live. And so uh, that's what we're trying to do. Um, we, we do plenty of uh, volunteering, uh, even if it's just like going to pick up garbage at some park with a bunch of people or something like that. Um, tabling at events, um, uh, things like that. I, I think, you know, we have members who are, um, who work uh, to, how would I say that? Um, like distributing food, just like community service in general. And I think when people see you in the community, and they don't just see you as someone who's asking for donations or asking for a vote, but you know, even without getting that donation, you're gonna get out there and, and help out. I, I think that is the best way to build a party. So it, it's a lot of like making friends with the people that you're trying to do all of this work with, because we like, you know, those of us that founded it, like you said, had to become experts. But at the same time, we still have to like maintain our relationships mm. with each other mm -hmm. and then our relationships with like our community uh, service and stuff. Cause like you said, it's, it's about developing those relationships. And so um, as a part of that, like, you know, you go to all the other events for all the other organizations because you don't want to just be like, hey, we're a new thing, join us, just yeah. join us. And it's like, cause that that doesn't work. I don't know, You, I, I don't know. It's it's not a long-term thing. I think it's like, if we really want to build this, uh, any type of party, you actually have to just put in the work. So it is taking time of putting in those, the work. More that I wanted to say, but I can't remember. Well, yeah. that's a good point is, yeah, we, we we're really trying to network with other, um, let's say like-minded organizations, not not even necessarily, just people who just are like- Just all the area organizations yeah. that are like, like Curtis has pointed this out and I'm sure it's the same across the country where there are like 50 organizations that are doing the same thing within like a hundred miles and mm -hmm. that's great. But man, if they could coordinate right. the power that they could have in that community, like- mm -hmm. yeah. So that's all like, and the way that you do that is by humbly, at least that's the way I believe is by just like helping instead of, you know, be actually being there, actually giving whatever you can. Okay. I can deliver food from there to there Right. for that. You know, even if it's a small thing, it's like, well, you know what? It's okay, There's man. never, yeah. Other than election season or when an organization is in there, uh, the North, the Texas giving day or whatever, the right. giving day, then, like then, then they want you. Right. Yeah um but no we're like we what can we do for you because that's what the the in, the in theory 
some of us kind of believe that the government should be like protecting and helping its citizens mm -hmm. and the political parties are there to hold that to account but we don't have that so how would they do that what's a better way to convince the world that your political party is like legit and its ideas if in their own community they use the funds that other parties use for donor parties or whatever <laughs> and they like re you know like i know the revolutionary blackout and that's a separate thing but like they're building a library mm -hmm. and like that's how you do it mm -hmm. otherwise it's bullshit mm -hmm. um so, yes yeah. yes yeah, interesting um but i i've been following some of your instagram and um i love it that there's a there is an emphasis on um human rights obviously um the difference that i see though is you put it in action instead of all this uh, virtue signaling that i see a lot of times if you just if you're coming from a genuine place i, I can see that genuineness when when you're having um lgbtqia outreach and um i think you all were passing out condoms and you guys did yeah. <laughs> what was it the thanksgiving event you all mentioned as well yeah uh, people's friends giving yeah it's just it's just a like you're doing by actually showing the people as opposed to this um putting out a cute statement and stuff like that no you have to you have to put it into action and 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 i think people do appreciate that and they also tells where you are on positions you know because I think a lot of that happens. Um, I don't want to talk too much about them, but but this DR alliance where um, is it basically gets to a point where you're recruiting people, and they use like your identity, your individual identity, mm. as a way to be a part of that club, but is not extracting anything positive out of the identity to to share with the rest of the world to show why the identity is so important and, and crucial to us as human beings. And mm -hmm. it's, it's more just like a show more so than, it's just people that happen to be a certain ethnicity or whatever, but it's not like, what does that actually mean unless you put it into action? And I see y'all putting that into action. And, and that's the difference between, I think a lot of people would be more open-minded culturally if they had that kind of a presentation as opposed to people just presenting things, just giving out statements, this and that, but not really showing like, okay, how is that tangible? Like how, what do you mean when you say LGBTQIA? What does that mean when you talk about advocacy in the political realm and you all are actually doing that? So I can only assume that I, I kind of know your positions when it comes to um, abortion and um, body autonomy, but um, I am curious about your positions as a party when it comes to things like um, um, the the economy, local economies, and um, where do you think money should go in the local economies? Where should the majority of money go in certain areas? So in Texas, um, you might not know people might people might not know that we have like a several billion dollar surplus this year for whatever reason. And so um, the state government is like deciding what they wanna do with this money, um, right? And so of course our, our Republican, Greg Abbott, what he wants to do is, is give property tax breaks. It's like, okay, you wanna take this money. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, this money came from sales tax. So everyone contributed oh to it. God. But he wants to give property tax breaks to only property owning citizens. So if you rent, 
or if you even if you rent or you still buy shit but you don't own property um you don't get to enjoy any of the surplus that you contributed to mm -hmm. um and so we think that's horrific uh we think that my, we personally two two ideas and this these aren't the only places where we think that this money should go is one infrastructure I, I, is something that I think is incredibly important. All sorts of infra infrastructure, not just roads, but pipes, wires, internet, high-speed internet electrical to rural grid. places, the electrical grid. That was a big story in 2021 in February during the freeze. Dozens of people died because the power turned off for like two weeks or something in a lot of places because we weren't prepared. Our electrical grid wasn't prepared for that sort of freeze. It could have been if they just decided to invest the money but instead you know a couple dozen deaths i guess was worth it to them um so infrastructure all sorts of infrastructure there shouldn't be one city in this state or in this country um where the water isn't clean where the water isn't okay to drink but that is the case in in more texas cities um than i care to like imagine or, or admit or or to think about um and another thing and maybe curtis wants to touch on it because he's sort of the one who like got the idea who brought first brought the idea out even though i i really love it is uh, a debt jubilee um and that that's something that is i think that's really great it's something that used to happen i, I mean yeah curtis you want to touch on that yeah um, please do i was just gonna ask what i <laughs> i mean it's it's something i'm passionate about i mean i i debt is a form of slavery um and it is the way uh, many people in our society of the non-owning classes are controlled um so i think i think the idea of a debt jubilee is one just from a practical perspective it's one that a lot of people can resonate with um the idea of just canceling all debts medical debt student debt um you know small business debt what and there no no um Global, global in total, um, debt jubilee uh, is, is I think, something that a lot of people can get behind. Um, there's a lot of reasons uh, that it could be the kind of thing that, if implemented, could really set uh, a lot of kind of revolutionary change um, as a as a result of that. Um, from something as and, and it's a simple idea. It's a simple idea that again people from all walks of life can can think about and, and, and gravitate towards so as far as you know some of the core things that the people's party of texas wants to to put out there ideas that we want to introduce into the public i think that's one of the core ones um that that we that we want to put out there in our literature and uh, our, our messaging and communication there's no other party in texas that would have the the guts to say something like that um and i think uh, yeah we're not afraid to. Um, there's a lot of things that I think we, we, we as the People's Party of Texas, are not afraid to say that a lot of other parties, both independent and third parties, are afraid to say, um, and that's one of them. Yeah. I, you all are definitely a distinct um, group when it comes to like the the principal aspect of it. But I guess alluding to some comments made earlier, is that collaboration at all with any other groups, um, not even necessarily with political groups? that share a lot of your values um you feel and and do you see going down the road that collaboration building anymore all i'll say is that several of our members are members of other uh, local organizations and we all try whenever we participate in those other organizations to uh 
you know, get the word about people, get the word out about People's Party of Texas. We've had people from other organizations come to our events. We had people from other organizations, like for instance, come to our condom crawl and go pass out free condoms to people. Um, uh, and, and the People's Thanksgiving that you mentioned earlier, um, there were, I don't know how many other organizations there. Um, oh, you want to talk about the uh, the directory that y'all are? I saw that on that, the anarchist um, library or something. Uh, yeah, that's that's the, yeah, the People's Library of Things that, that, yeah, that's another project that we're trying to work on, which is like just trying to get like a lending library, but with tools. Like, I think it was originally referred to as like a tool library. Um, so tools that you may not be able to afford, but as a community or whatever, as a library, uh, they can invest um, and then you can just borrow them. And so using the same principles of a library, the same accountability, as far as like you're a resident of the area, whatever, you know, there's a way, uh, the, there's a way to hold you liable, which is a lot of people's concerns with borrowing. And so that, that's one thing. Um, but also uh, having to do with the like working with other organizations, we there's one one of our members is really um, in into the the sunrise movement and they have a house here in Dallas and we've had a meeting there maybe a couple of meetings now and um, they're Great. interested in some of the stuff um, of course like a lot of things that we are aligned with but the things that are new it's like well they are developing their structure right now. So some of those ideas that are, you know, intense principles to us would be very helpful to them. And some of them they take in, but like Curtis said earlier, it is, and like you're kind of alluding to, it is like, it's a huge change of your mind, your mindset. You can set the, there's a lot of ideas I think that we try to practice that we can set the example for. So um, that's perfect example you described with you look at the movement house and you know if, if the way we organize ourselves can influence other organizations that we're you know many of us are also participants in that if we can influence those organizations um, to uh, you know organize themselves more democratically then we'll have we will have succeeded um, it, and again our goal so from a practical perspective it's to start to help to bring these these groups together and to kind of teach them how it, give them an example of how it could be done um so if if one of us goes to another meeting from another group then we're, we're doing the people's party's work um even though it's with another group um, it's just as important as anything we might do under the people's party of texas banner mm -hmm. um i want to branch out into um a a few more issues as far as I, and I know everyone may have different views on certain issues and topics and occurrences, but um, I, I get the understanding about the, the general consensus um, within the, the People's Party of Texas. Before I get into some of those issues, I want to bring up the issue with ballot assets again. Is that something that you all are trying to pursue um, in the near future? And are you all trying to expand outside of the state of Texas? Um, I would say it, as far as ballot access, we are, we believe that one of the most important barriers to ballot access is uh, like electoral viability. So 
that being things like changing the current voting system mm, yeah. instead of, uh, you know, this first past the post, which is the current system that we have, which is the most, you know, most popular um, as quickly as possible, get the votes. There's uh, alternatives like ranked choice voting where you get more of a say. And it's like my favorite, um, star voting, uh, starvoting.us is the website. Um, and so, yeah, like just literally for those, for those type of things, another one is approval voting to look up and it's kind of a more simplified version of star voting. And it gives you a more explicit voice because when you're given two options, you're not really able to say, I don't like those options. And I'm, you know, like you either able to vote for them or not vote for them. Um, and so that's one of the things that we try to advocate and educate on is like pass out information about these other voting methods and help the organizations that are doing the work in our area. Um, and then as far as our own like valid access, we have filed paperwork to seek valid access. Well, I guess, yeah, we did it last year. And it takes how many signatures? It's like 50,000 um or was that like no it was like 60,000 because we needed like 34 or something like that and we wanted to have double because we figured they're going to throw out uh a lot of them but we also um from personal experience like Curtis's personal experience in Colorado and petitions um and just in general it's really a difficult thing a costly thing and especially when we're trying to build up it may not be the most important thing to prioritize when you know when we could be helping people a lot more effectively right now than just getting because like we would have to dedicate all of our time or all of our money to just gathering petition signatures just to be recognized by the state as a minor party which wouldn't give us anything but any of our candidates could be on the ballot they would still have to gather their own thirty thousand signatures yeah so it's very difficult. It's, yeah, it basically just means you're more legitimate. And we do want that. The alternative is that we get a statewide candidate, any statewide candidate that garners like more than 5% of the vote mm -hmm. or something like that. Uh, then, then we get ballot access. <laughs> or if you get a governor, uh, if you get a gubernatorial candidate gets, that gets 3%. So those might be more reasonable, but it's also like it, it it's it's on our list, but I feel like it's a lower priority. And that just made me me and I love like I care a lot about electoral politics, but the path is daunting and maybe mm -hmm. just a distraction when we could yeah. be doing more effective work. I hundred percent agree with that. Um I'm glad that you brought that up. I you said something about I had Vinay Oriconde on episode 22. He represents Rank the Vote, which is an organization that's trying to implement rate choice voting across every state in the country. Mm -hmm. And we talked about um, all the diff three different types of ranked choice voting. You refer to star voting. I just want to get a clarification on what star voting is before I, we mm -hmm. kind of dive into a few issues as far as your stances. Okay, so in a nutshell, uh, star voting is, you know, say you have, it, it works better with more candidates. So say you have a presidential race, there are five candidates. And uh, in star voting, you are not only able to decide if you want to give any of those people 
a vote period, but you're able to uh, rate them how you feel about them. So like say all of your candidates all suck, but you're like, this one sucks at a one versus all the rest are zero. <laughs> You mm -hmm. can denote that and you don't give any more of your vote to anybody that you don't advocate for. Uh, the more like simplified version I mentioned is approval voting where it's just simply like, I would approve of that person being in or I wouldn't. And you can still vote, still say your voice, but not give them that vote. So it gives you more democracy in the sense of, it's not just a binary, you can actually express how you feel about the person instead of just having to obligatory vote for them. And the in the star voting, as compared to ranked choice voting, there is a way less risk of the like spoiler effect mm -hmm. because way more people are satisfied because their voice is heard. The higher liked approved candidate is the one that wins as opposed to just the one with the most votes. And like that's the difference between, I, I think between like, what people think of as democracy and what is actual democracy. Voting is not really democracy because you're not really given the chance to say what you feel or what you want. You're just like, these are your choices as given by the state, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you have real democracy, like Curtis was saying earlier with sociocracy, it's just talking and coming to an agreement. That doesn't mean that everybody feels the same way, but it's that everyone has chosen to prioritize this thing to agree upon this so that we can do something. Um, I, I would definitely yeah. look into star voting. Yeah, I think it's a very um, good way of choosing of choosing uh, candidates. Um, just to answer your other question of like, if we ever plan on expanding out of the US, um, sort of like what Athena said is like, right now, we're focused on growing, we, we are going to, um, you know, hope we are going to run some like, local candidates you know for like maybe city council or school board or something but those aren't those you those people usually don't have an rd to the, those next to their name mm -hmm. so that is something that you can do without like having statewide ballot access i think is running mm -hmm. like just local candidates in like a city city or municipality mm -hmm. or county or something like that um and that's something that we would like to get into. But yeah, right now we're just focused on growing and mutual aid. And as far as expanding outside of Texas, I don't know about y'all, when this first started, so, you know, again, when it comes to like top-down organizing versus bottom-up, um, I hate to bring them up again, but MPP wanted to um, do a top-down. So like start nationally and then like create state parties basically only to support the national party. Um, whereas I think more what makes more sense is a confederation of state parties building a national party together. Um, and so, like I said, there are other parties out there in other states um, who are you know trying to get started. And I think if People's Party ever gets big enough that um, People's Party of Texas ever gets big enough that, you know, we want to link up with these other smaller parties and other states. I think you only need like six states to be a to, national party. To be a national party, so it's conceivable that at some point in the future, I, I for sure. I mean, that's the dream, right? And it would be like you know that we're solid enough, and we find other state parties that are also solid enough with who are, we also agree with enough to. Yep form like a state or uh, to form a national coalition or confederation 
um, that would be great. Um, but right now we're focused on Texas. Yeah. And, and understandably so, um, because I think my audience is pretty aware of some of the, the loopholes and the potholes that um, early political parties have when it comes to traction because of mm-hmm. this infrastructure that's absolutely undemocratic. I mean, there's nothing democratic about it. Yeah. Um, just with um, the corruption, the money, um, all the behind the, the scenes schemes and bribery and everything else that goes along with it. Um, but I did have a few questions about mutual aid. And um, when you say mutual aid, is that going to be if someone gives to the People's Party of Texas, that money goes to uh, community organizing and events and, and stuff like that? Is, is that what that money is for? Um, and and I guess what is the end game when it comes to mutual aid? Because for me, I was talking to Jake Carrico and Jacob in episode 18, and we talked a lot about mutual aid, and and they would identify as Marxists, I guess, but we did talk about anarchists. I think they were former anarchists. I would identify, I don't know what I am exactly, yeah, <laughs> left libertarian, yeah, right yeah. libertarian anarchist leanings. I mean, I got mm-hmm. a lot of different, but they also seem to propose the same kind of concerns too about mutual aid. It seems like after a while, people, like everyday people don't have the sustainability at times to to give money to yep. things, you know, because the mutual aid is going to run out eventually. So so what are your stances as far as um, what other infrastructure could be in place to where there's not such a strain on everyday people to um, constantly, I guess, fund projects at a local level, for instance? So I think one of the things that um, makes, or at least that has us more leaning anarchist, um, not necessarily, maybe just some of us, whatever, um, is that the mutual aid, like in addition to just like the mutual aid that is, you know, commonly referred to as mutual aid, I think we also think of like developing urban farming, like, you know, develop it like you know the little plots of guard like just stuff that we can be sustainable without having to be dependent on money or you know generosity so is that kind of thing um like i said the tool library one thing um with curtis with you know the the technology education uh the guerrilla technology education um those kind of things so basically what i'm saying is um it will, the mutual aid, I hope personally would mo- morph into a parallel society that functions better. And, pe- you know, people being in charge would be afraid, you know, and whatever, that might be a thing, but more just regular people will go to the system that's working, you know, like, because it's sustainable and it's not dependent on, you know, this outside stuff, but that's how I'm, one way I'm imagining it with like, you know, gardens and the, yeah. you know, just sharing tools together and teaching each other. I know that's very, whatever, utopian, but it's also like, we have to start now. We have to share the knowledge. We have to like put yeah. these ideas. So, yeah. And that's okay. It, it's, it's okay um, that you know, not, you know, labels are silly um, mm-hmm. oftentimes. They're made to divide uh, more than they're made to bring people together. So uh, I, I try not to be dogmatic about labels and things like mm-hmm. that. Ultimate practical reality is that we, I mean, 
what's the point of a political party um, to, to solve problems? Um, that's what we espouse to do, whether that's through our own, you know, mutual aid work um, or uh, through like work building the party. Um, and if, you know, pursuing some kind of electoral strategy is going to solve a problem, then great. Um, if we determine that pursuing an electoral strategy in a certain area is going to be um, way more effort than it's worth and is not going to solve any problems for us, then we'll focus on something else. Um, so, but yeah, like Athena said, I think, you know, what we want to build and we, what we want to encourage other organizations to build is um, a, an infrastructure where people can rely on each other um, rather than rely on the state or someone else to solve it. Because one, they can't do it. The state doesn't solve anyone's problems. Um, it's not designed to, right? Uh, it's That's why I call myself an anarchist. The state is not designed to solve problems. It's designed to funnel wealth to a certain class of people. Um, so how, how do we live based on that? And we all, we're all struggling. We all try to live in that system. Um, mm -hmm. But if we can reach out to more people, bring us together, um, and then start to solve these problems, such as how to get everyone food, um, how to get how to um, break everyone free from, um, you know, being kind of shackled by technology and things like that. Um, that's I'm a huge proponent of education because I think that's a, a lot of where that stuff starts. Um, society kind of silos people. You're only allowed to do certain things. There are certain ideas that we can all um, learn, such as technology, such as, you know, food growing and agriculture, um, such as like harm reduction and things like that. Um, so it's, you know, from from a, a like a strategic perspective, I, I think that's why we tend to focus on those kinds of efforts as opposed to just strictly how do we get ballot access? Well, you know, if we spend if we take all the money that's donated to us and spend it to try to get ballot access, in an election, we know we're going to lose because the media is never going to, you know, um, help put that idea in people's mm -hmm. minds. Um, what was the point? Uh, what was the point of that effort, right? And that's why, like, I love like things the Green Party stands for and stuff, but they're never going to win in you know a major election. So, so what's the point? Um, mm -hmm. It could spend that energy, um, and other organizations can spend that energy doing. Um, actually solving problems on the ground for people. Um, so I think that's where that's where our focus wants to be, at least from my perspective. And, and other people in the People's Party of Texas can have different views, but we can still all, we, and we still do come together and, you know, make decisions all the time, even though we have different views on things. That, that's wonderful that you all um, have that kind of communication network set up. And um, I like it is very intricate in a way, maybe it's not to you all, but just looking at the circles, I'm looking at all these different tabs and stuff on here, and it is very deliberate, but it it shows that you're really trying to put emphasis on communication and equity and, and making sure that everyone has a voice in that organization. We, 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 we try to practice what we preach. Uh, mm -hmm as much as possible that's really important you know if you come to a people's party of texas meeting um you are welcomed no i don't care who you are i don't care if you've never been to a political meeting in your life i don't care what your education level is what your class level is what you look like um you are welcome and your voice is going to be listened to and you can make you can make decisions so if you've never participated in politics come to a people's party of texas meeting you will you will be a politician you will um be 
um, in an organization that uh, cares about your voice and, and wants to give you a voice. Are you guys going to expand any, because um, I know you have social media presence, but are you all, do you all have like weekly broadcasts, um, like for the public? Do you have a YouTube channel? Do you have any other like video outlet channels right now? So this is something that we were, we were literally just talking about this earlier this week. I was um, in your meeting. That's why I, this two times I've caught you. You brought yeah. something up, and I was like, oh, yes. We were just talking about <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, you got some spies in there or something. Uh, um, uh, yeah, so we were talking about, so we record all of our meetings, and we put them up in our, our gilded sort of community, um, but we, and I took it upon myself, this is what I'm, I'll do this this weekend, is set up probably two YouTube channels, one for, to just put all of our meetings, because we, Another thing that we believe in is transparency. Um, that there's no that we have nothing to hide. No one's like embezzling anything. No one is making decisions in the dark. So uh, we we put all our of our meetings out there. We put so for anyone who wants to watch, they missed the meeting, or if they just want to see what we're about, and we want to put those on like a YouTube channel. And like yeah, we wanted to have another YouTube channel where. You know, we might have uh, small videos or maybe like montages from an event or something like that, or like a short two, three minute video on like debt jubilee or star voting or something like that to explain to people what it is. Um, I mean, who knows what these things are? These are like niche debt uh, jubilee. They shouldn't be, but like, you know, not many people know about them. And so, yes, yeah, so it's something that we really want to do is expand our social media presence everywhere. Um, I mean, we're on Mastod we're on Mastodon, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Reddit. Um, but we want to. It's just you know we're it's we're a hundred percent like volunteer powered, and so we all have our own lives, and we're all working like so hard. So it's sometimes hard to like put in the work, but it's still something that at least I, I know I am, and I'm sure everyone else is like passionate about and really wants to. Um, yeah, that's something that we're we're going to be focusing on a lot, yeah. especially in these coming coming days and weeks. Um, yeah, and, and we can definitely use help. So if anyone's listening and they want to help, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Reach out help. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I have some Texas on followers and listeners because, um, like, we're really trying to expand Kiko's Free Thinkers Forum, and like you mentioned, OC. I'm just, um, I'm a professor by trade. I'm not currently working right now, so I am able to dedicate more time to the podcast, but um, I'm just an everyday person. And I don't have this organization, like I'm doing everything, creating all the content. And it's not gonna come out as often as people want it to, but mm -hmm. but the, the fact that we're doing this, you know, like as people, like we're being proactive in, in things and that's what you have to do. Like we don't have all this financial backing to have yeah. all these elaborate designs and and of technological advantages and stuff. And that's not the point. I wouldn't even want that, I don't think. I think the message is more important than all these other um, things that we sort of get spoiled with mm -hmm. um, in the world of technology. Yeah. I, I do have some questions and it's funny, the star voting, I'm really gonna have to ask Vinay when he comes back on the show because I know he seemed to be pushing the range towards voting really hard. And that's fine, that's why I brought him on. 
but I definitely want to ask him more about this store voting just to get his view on it because mm -hmm. now you all have me thinking about okay, let's <laughs> look at this store voting because I saw some people talking about alternatives even to ranked choice voting yeah. and um, the first to post system, whatever we got going on right now, this majority uh, rule stuff. But um, what are some of the stances that the People's Party of Texas have on? I'm assuming that y'all are anti-war, but what does that mean in um, tangibility? Because people say that a lot, I'm anti-war, but what does that mean? And what are some of the stances taken in this current conflict right now between Ukraine and Russia? Being anti-war, it's one of the things that got me politically active uh, were wars and like the cause of wars. And when you like look into like wars, like from Vietnam to Libya, it's like, oh, it's bullshit. <laughs> like, it's a lie. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I see. Um, and it's because <laughs> war is like the worst thing ever. And like, when you see that it, it started just through greed, ego, I don't know, you sort of see the world for what it really is. Uh, and, and so I personally, like, again, I am, I am anti-war. Um, so I am against this war in Ukraine. Um, I don't think it should have started. Um, I don't know. I didn't realize that. I, I don't want to get because <laughs> I'm gonna like make enemies. But, like I didn't realize Ukraine was a state. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't realize that they were like the 51st state that like we have to go to war because like the, the <laughs> Russians are fucking with. Like it's terrible. There's a war in Ethiopia. I haven't heard about that. There's yeah. wars everywhere. There's shit going on everywhere. Why does Ukraine matter? So I don't, I'm not sure why we gave $100 billion to Ukraine when there's homeless people on the street, when there's like unclean water, when there's fucking hungry kids in school. I'm not sure why we're giving $100 billion to Ukraine. I, I There's nothing you get to, I don't, I don't, Putin didn't hack the election. I don't care that he's a bad guy. I don't care that you don't like the Russians or you think like Donald Trump was a Russian agent. I, I don't care. <laughs> I want that $100 billion to go to people who need it in this country. I don't think that there should be war. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, sorry, that's that's just my take. Like, if, like, I also think that, man, like NATO and all, like, is Ukraine in the North Atlantic? Why are they, why do they need to join NATO? Like, I, <laughs> I don't, I, I'm, you know, it's all fucking imperialism. It's all yeah. just like every each side poking each other because they want resources or there's mm -hmm. something like it's never what it is on the surface. Mm -hmm. And they're just playing around. They're playing their Game of Thrones and like regular people are dying. Um, yeah. And so I'm not saying that there's no such thing as a, as a just war. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but like Ukraine isn't a just war. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's I guess that's my piece. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know there's people. No, that's good. Yeah, no, know, that's but, good. That's yeah, great. Um, I think we need to, and one of the biggest things on this platform is to sort of not intentionally every single time we disagree with the fake news or the mainstream media, not to just disagree with it, but to have the evidence of how this stuff is just completely just advancing the status narratives and. Yep. And the status agenda, just funneling money, yeah. justifying any way you want. Like you said, there's wars happening in Yemen right now and Somalia. A lot of it has to do with the United States. 
if we're not actively dropping the drones and the bombs, we're coordinating yeah. with other countries to, to funnel the money and to fund the war mm -hmm. that's, that's happening in that particular geographic space. And so um, the Ukraine-Russia war, I was curious just to hear um, your views about, and that's when I kind of started distancing myself away from um, people like the Green Party. And I, know, I know that great people in the Green Parties across the country, but I started to, to really have a negative perception of the Green Party, just some of the statements I've heard about, even mm -hmm. about COVID. I mean, yeah. just, I was kind of baffled by just some of the, the stances that the people took. And, and I'm like, you realize that that's just kind of contributing to the division more of people. Like, yeah. we could be working with those people that you're condemning. And, you know, we should be working together as everyday people and not condemning them. But we need to be condemning this government above this, calling all the shots, you know? Yep. Because they can't have it that they're brainwashed, but someone has to, we have to talk to each other to avoid the brainwashing sometimes. And I don't think we do a good enough job communicating, you know, effectively to each mm -hmm. other. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look look at the war. I mean, what really any war, but using Ukraine and Russia as a specific example, you have a bunch of working class people killing each other. Um, why? For a bunch of rich people. Like, so what, you know, what propaganda has to happen to convince people to do that? You know, working class people to kill each other on behalf of people that don't care about them at all. Uh, that's, you know, you, you can't argue that people, um, the elite in charge, give a shit about any of us. Um, so I think that's, it goes into you know just being anti-war. I think it also goes into being, um, uh, being anti-police state, uh, being anti-militarized police. It's the same problem. Um, how do we solve that? I think convince working people to stop doing it, um, and if that means working to make their lives better, so you don't have to like me. Why did I join the military? Because I needed college money, like a lot of people um, in my demographic. What else was I gonna do? You know. Um, have no prospects for life, and at the time, I felt that was my only option. Why isn't? Why aren't there better options for people um, to say, "Hey, you don't have to be a cop. You don't have to be a soldier. Um, you don't have to go around killing other people just so your life can be okay." Um, and that's that's how we're going to solve the problem. Um, I think of, of of war and militant policing. It's funny that you brought up um, policing because that was going to be my next question. What's your stance um, as the Texas People Party when it comes to police? Because I know Athena referred to Revolutionary Blackout Network earlier, and um, I'm not going to comment on them per se. I, I have my views about them, like I used to follow them some, but um, I think sometimes we get so caught up in just all these rivals and wars. And all that. Mm -hmm. I'm not into the YouTube mm -hmm. war shit. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's I separate myself from that. I like some of the people over there, but I'm not into the YouTube war shit. Like, yeah, kind of, yeah. like that's the like drama, stop, yeah, stop yeah. fucking talking to those people. Like if they don't <laughs> yeah. if, if if they're clearly not on your board, on your agenda, why waste your time talking about these people just constantly? Exactly. It's like that's all they talk about just to get the views of a person. That's what I think. I mean, yep. is yeah, it just that's all it is, yeah. like fuck all these personalities? But What's your stance on police? Do you see a purpose for police at all? Or do you believe in just complete <laughs> abolition of um, what we know as the police? Uh, well, I'll let y'all take it. We, we, I, think we all, I think we all have different views. We can, uh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, so I, I can speak. There's a personal level and then there's like a, you know, what the People's Party 
policy yeah. is um mm-hmm. or what our stance is i personally i, I I'm, a, I'm for full police abolition i don't think it's needed i think it causes more crime and violence that it ever claims to solve um but that being said from a practical standpoint i think we can work towards demilitarizing police um i live in a small suburb you know the cops around here uh, drive around in suvs they wear kevlar they're armed to the teeth why it, it drives me insane to see that um they're thugs um and they dress and act like thugs. they act like soldiers talking about you know the incident that happened in nashville a couple of weeks ago when right. you watch that video they're soldiers there's they act like when i was in iraq they acted the same way that soldiers in iraq acted towards the enemy and that's mm-hmm. insane to me like and it's they were trained to act that way and that's you know the ultimate Thing when it comes to police police act in the way they are trained and encouraged to act so you know you can it's you know whenever an incident like that happens and a cop you know they, they throw the 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 offending officer or or officers under the bus but they were only doing what they were taught to do um and it's the system that teaches them to do that i generally think that if you get i'm very anti-hierarchy so if you give people authority, they're more than likely going to abuse it. And yep. so when you say these people are better, then they should be held to a higher standard, right? Um, but then I think, no, because they're a better person than you. So like their standard is already better. You know what I mean? So I just, yep. I think the only way that you can have adic- like real policing is purely community, like within you live there that you're policing your home yeah you know your family your neighbors whatever and it's not like yeah militarized and they're not a better particular citizen it's it's just like this is my duty to my fellow man whatever not like i am better i'm looking for crimes to solve because they're not like <laughs> they're not yeah so <laughs> I, I i'm definitely defund the defund abolish the current system um and i think that we could like we're not stupid people are smart enough to figure out how to take care of each other and right. if somebody commits a crime in their community they'll hold them accountable right so i don't think we necessarily need the whole <laughs> system that we have the only reason that the, i think like 50 to 90 percent of police can just be gotten rid of. I, I think that um, the only reason we have so much police is because for one, I mean, just because of like the nature of like our, our corporate capitalist system. Um, There's so many people who are in desperate situations. Um, and also, I mean, you know, when it comes to like criminal justice reform, like we, we put so many people in prison and just make them more hardened and better criminals. Um, and then they come out and they commit crimes. They're like, how could this happen? And, and oh, yeah. so, <laughs> and so yeah. I think we're just, we're over, <laughs> we're over criminalized as a society. Um, you know, like drugs should not be illegal. There are plenty of like crimes that really shouldn't li- be illegal. That like, you don't need police to come in and like beat someone up because they committed like certain crimes. Um, I, I, you know, there, I just think where you mentioned like being like, you know, um, Kiga, like a left-leaning libertarian, like I feel like you might agree that like uh, uh, the government is watching us a bit too closely, and that's why they need police because we're just over-criminalized and we don't have like the freedom that we were, I guess, promised. Um, and that includes like federal, uh, but like mm-hmm. it's kind of wild that like the president has like his own like 
personal police force, like or the executive branch has like the FBI and the ATF and all this shit. Like that, that what are we doing here? Like yeah. the FBI exists because like they they blackmail people into like existing <laughs> where they like set people out. Like they're they just like blackmailed the important because they're listening to every, anyway, let's not get into a history. I don't like the FBI. Come at me. Don't come at me. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um yeah, I uh not we're none of us here are huge fans of like cops the way they are now. And it's like so when we talk about like well what's realistic, it's like okay, like ending things like qualified immunity, um, you know, criminal justice reform, ending the war on drugs, um, you know, not putting nonviolent offenders into a, a prison, um, things like that. Um, these are things that are gonna be especially hard in Texas because law enforcement has such a huge such an oversized influence yeah. on the texas government on every government up up and down the ladder local to to state um prisons are big business there are certain towns that are literally prison towns where like that whole oh, yeah. area is just there to sustain the prison um Te texas is full of those towns yeah. towns um yeah it's crazy it is it's sad and scary but uh yeah, actually, I, when I when I realized that you were in Nashville, I, I was wondering your take on the um, the Tyree Nichols thing because that was that, that was in Memphis. Oh, it's it's still Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, I talked with this with um Jay Clark on episode twenty one. Like we we mm -hmm. the the second half of the interview was all about Tyree Nichols and police. I mean, I I echo yeah. your sentiments. Uh, I don't think we should even have police. Um, it's all related with the carceral state. The military is related with the carceral state. The intelligence agencies are all tied in. It's just it's just a hierarchical system, you know. The intelligence agencies, and then you have the military next in changing of command, and then your local police are basically taking orders from them. And so, yeah. when you militarize groups, they're going to carry out military activities, mm. and so they're not in it for to help people. And there's no such thing as good apples, bad apples. I mean, yep. it's part of the system, like Athena was saying. So those people are going to take those power um, approaches in their mind, even if they are good people to some people, but they're just agents of government that are enforcing the militarism from above. So yep. they're, not, they're not there to protect us. They're there to, to um, enforce and, and mm -hmm. execute people. Yeah. Um, and, and that sounds like... Um, uh, an aggressive stance, but it's really not. I mean, people, how many more killings have to happen before people realize that this is like ne right. never going to change? Yeah. So that's what, I mean, it, it's absolutely horrible what happened with um, Tyree Nichols and his family and, and the countless number of, that just what the fuck they're broadcasting. Mm -hmm. We don't know what else is going on. This is what they're showing. Um, yeah. And I can imagine this throughout history, just what's happened to people, um, you know, yeah. in this position. So, it's 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 really hard to um you know just to see it just constantly um just just in the news it's yeah. a it's an unfortunate reality but it's tied into um the drug war it's tied into um militarization of police in certain neighborhoods it's tied into it's not a coincidence that these things are happening in big cities oh yeah it's not a coincidence mm -hmm. at all and um it's, it's it's really unfortunate what's happening in our country but i think more people are waking up and and regarding the waking up process i'm curious to um get 
each one of your stances before we um, head out, because I do want you all back on. Like, I definitely want to invite you back on. We could talk for two or three more hours. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually have to go to, I got invited to a panel later this afternoon. And my kids are all acting crazy right now. So I'm going <laughs> to Saturday morning. I get it. What has been the reception of the People's Party of Texas with the people that you all are around? When you go talk to people and you tell them about the People's Party of Texas, what has been the reception from, from different types of people? Like, when, I, when I mention it, I mean, I, I, I definitely get a lot of skepticism, like what, third party, what? Um, yeah, yeah. And so like a lot of my when I encounter people um, and I mention that, you know, it's it's hard to tell people, hey, we're not we use the term political party to describe ourselves. And that's kind of how we're organized in the eyes of the law, like as a nonprofit organization. But but we're, we're more than that. We're more than just trying to, you know, we're not an apparatus to put up candidates. Um, mm -hmm. You know, again, that that's a tactic that could be help could help us solve problems. But we are about bringing people in the community together. That is our ultimate goal. So and that's I think that's some people it's hard for people to get that because it's not it's so antithetical to the way we're taught that government and politics and democracy works. So, um, you know, how do we get past that? Just set the example as much as we can. Invite, be as inviting as possible and set the example um, and show people that there could be a better way. It's mixed. It's always like, depend. like I told one of my, one of my good friends, but he is, he is very much a mainline conservative. Um, like he keeps recommending Ben Shapiro to me, and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. He's a great a guy. He's a, yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 sounds yeah. like a good guy, but like, wow. But like, so I I told him about it, and he just like looks at me, is like, what is that? Some commie thing? And it's just like, <laughs> they love saying communism. <laughs> like. <laughs> no, it's like when you say peoples, it's like, oh, you're a communist. It's like, are you not a person? I know. Like, are we I not? Know. I don't but like, um, you know, it's like, no, we're the, it's not just some commie thing. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a third party, but it's also just like, yeah, community organization. Um, people, I, I would say a part of my political awakening has been, um, I, I, I personally believe that like, you know, there are so many more issues. I think that this whole like dichotomy of left and right is just used to divide us. Mm -hmm. and so many more issues that people in the, who would say that they're on the left or the right agree on when it comes mm -hmm. to like just making people's lives better. Pe everyone wants the same thing in their life, you know, regardless of whether you're a Democrat or Republican, they just want to like live in peace and thrive and like have opportunities and, you know, things like that basic, things um not be abused by their government and, and so like i would i would say if you consider yourself whatever you consider yourself um the people's party um is not against you we you will find a place here um i i think that people who think that they're on opposite sides of some spectrum really are not mm -hmm. it's like a handful of like wedge social issues but when it comes to like just helping people we are not on opposite sides sides of the spectrum and i i would hope that that wouldn't prevent anyone from checking out the people's party seeing what we're all about it's not just some commie thing it's it's as nothing we did read the communist Manifesto. <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah we have a book club going and we have a lot of different books 
but one of them was the communist manifesto and we chose it by random and so yeah we did just read it and we actually critiqued it we actually yeah. like we we were reading it as an educational tool and it's like mm -hmm. everyone you should read it like you shouldn't just believe what people tell you about anything you should like you know read it and figure out how you feel but like so yeah <laughs> so there's some comedy stuff in it but like come on check it out i would say a mixed uh view and like like if it's a i just like have one particular and like in my mind of a bad one and it was mm -hmm. just late like at a marijuana festival and a democrat comes over oh, and God. yeah <laughs> you already know like a democrat's worse than a republican man yeah, okay. yeah. And she's just like, oh, well, like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, like we're getting on her lawn or something. And I'm like, we're People's Party of Texas. And she's like, stop. Ah! And she literally started screaming and ran away. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I would expect. But then, you know, alternatively, when I've told other people about People's Party of Texas and they would say, yeah, is it a communist group or is it is it like the people the People's Republic of China? I'm like, yeah, okay. And it is the people. So if the people in the you know in the People's Party of Texas are all communists, then it will be communist. Mm -hmm. If the people in the People's Party of Texas are all, but if the people in the People's Party of Texas are representative, which is the hope, then it will be a People's Party. Yeah. And then people, or at least the one girl that I'm having in mind, was just like wow i never thought of a government or a party that listened to the people and i was just like just that idea and i'm like yeah i remember thinking that too and then it's like yeah there were there there, there doesn't have to not be yeah <laughs> so yeah there's positive and negative but yeah it's i'm gonna have to get you all in touch with um one of um my um guests and um I, I'll call them a comrade now since they initiated me into. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm a part of this directory now, mm -hmm. this secret directory. So I'm a part of this. It's not even a group or anything, but we talked a lot about um, Marxism and anarchism and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we've done like two or three episodes now. And there's a lot of overlap. Like I'm getting kind of like that energy, just like hearing this conversation. And I'm all about it. I'm all, I'm all about it. Like I'm down for a cause or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's kind of refreshing to hear that. But it's also funny to hear some of the stuff you're saying too, because I'm about to go to one of the most conservative parts of the country in a mm -hmm. few weeks for spring break. I'm going to go to the Thumb of Michigan. That's where my wife is from. It's uh, yeah. Northeast yeah. Michigan, very, very conservative. Uh -huh. But the funny thing about it is that I can only think about communism sometimes when I'm there because the way they live is very communistic. Sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like without calling it that, it's like just the tendencies, like all yeah. You would think I think a lot of those people would be on board. It's just um the their name. mind has already been they've mischaracterized something in their mind because of yep. what they've been taught and the way they were raised and stuff. But the way they actually live is funny. It's like it's what you all are describing like working together as a community yeah and it's like you would think that that would be such a a universal message in a lot of these areas it's like okay y'all don't trust the government either right we don't either so so why are you arguing with us you know it's like yeah. right have, yeah exactly so why are we arguing with each other why don't we do something together you know mm -hmm. most people want more anarchism or communism or socialism in their life they just don't 
realize it. (laughs) These terms have just been poisoned by, you know, propaganda and and all these things over the years. It's why I I don't also, I also don't like labels because every label has baggage. Um, And it's like people, if you didn't have that label, like you said, it's like you people live more communistic than you realize. Like, (laughs) I'm sure you all like love, you have like posters of capitalism on your wall. (laughs) I mean, most people's families are very communist. Like, that's how we live. We we share everything. That's Mm -hmm. part of what being a family is about. Why can't we just expand that out broader and broader and include more people in our, you know, communal families and global families? Because they have to compare everything to something that they don't know about, like in a distant land. And, Mm And I'm telling them, you realize that this is a completely different context right here, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's whatever you make it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to refer to a history book or anything. And that's the one thing, the one issue I have um, when I get bombarded with a bunch of theory and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a black person in Tennessee mm-hmm. that's 40 years old. What does, sometimes there's a disconnect between that and me. Yeah. And, and so I can kind of get that skepticism. But at the end of the day, there's still ideas, and, and we need to talk about the ideas and, and sort of debunk um, the myths around the positivity of some of the ideas that we're talking about, and 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 sort of. But it's all part of the education. Um, that's yeah. our job is to educate, because um, they've been poisoned every day. People have been poisoned every day with completely different ideas and information. So we have to be um, the um, carries of the information and we can only talk to people so much um they're going to believe what they're going to believe but but I, we have way more in common than we do different like i know that for a fact um i've yeah, lived yeah. 40 years and i've came to that conclusion that we definitely a lot of this divisiveness is is manufactured by people who want it yeah. to happen mm-hmm. um to advance you know and keep the status quo intact that, that's the only way they can survive yeah. is to keep that um, messaging going on and on. Yeah. But I wanted to um, reach out and say thank you all again for joining me. I want you all back on for sure. Like that's Thank a, you. I definitely want you all back on if you accept the invitation. Yeah. And what would be the best way for an audience member who had a question for you or just wanted to keep in touch with you and contact you? What would be the quickest way for that person? The form on the website just sends it directly to that email okay so So, yeah the website is peoplespartyoftexas.org correct and uh yeah so peoplespartyoftexas.org there's a uh, contact us section and if you fill that out it'll send it right to our email and we can get you hooked in we can send you a gilded invite or any anything else you would need to know yeah that might be the best way yeah now yeah we have we have monthly uh meetings where um our, what we call our core circle all party members come and meet uh, over a zoom chat and that's a great way for somebody who wants to just introduce themselves check us out talk with us see what we're about um and then ideally once you know if they like it then they would get plugged into a circle and start kind of helping with some work you have yeah. to be in the state of Texas to be a member, correct? Yes, yes. Um, for the People's Party of Texas, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the site and stuff, but and and people were asked, like, this is a networking device, and so um, we will need the People's Party of Texas down the road um, yeah. when it comes to collaboration and stuff. And and I don't want people to get the idea either that when I interview people in individual states, 
that that doesn't affect you. It does affect you. These ideas affect all of us. And so we need to think more broad as opposed to, oh, that has nothing to do with me. I'm in another state. Yeah. No, we need to keep supporting each other and the messaging. And yeah. um, and check out the People's Party of Texas website. I'm going to link all that in the episode description. And I've, I've had a great conversation with you all. There's so many people yeah. um, in line that we have uh, coming on the forum. I, I'm not even going to name the people because there's just so many people. I think we have 13 guests lined up. Wow. Um, before the nice. month of April, yeah, so nice. um, we are growing as a platform, and hopefully, we can bring more independent-minded voices, and um, people can get a broader perspective on life, and and have a better communal understanding of each other. But anyway, beautiful people, uh, Curtis, OC, Athena, thank you all so much for participating, and I will have you all back on, and have a great day. All right, thank looking forward to it. Thank you so, you so much, much Kiko. Yeah, thank you. Forward.